The following is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment. Welcome to The Real Money Show, the number one eight seven seven eight silver the website guildhallwealth.com. My name is Jeremy Wiseman. I'm joined by Jerry Karaya, and we're going to talk about ways of protecting wealth against theft theft of inflation, theft of taxation, and how to grow your wealth as well, Mm. Um, how to increase your purchasing power. And we have seen all of that occur in the precious metals and natural fancy colored diamond markets. Uh, But first, Jerry, I've got to start with how you doing? Very good, Jeremy. I'm doing well. How are you today? Good, good. I had a a pretty crazy week. uh, surprisingly, it seemed like it was supposed to be a quiet week, but it wasn't, wasn't exactly that. Um, what, uh, in terms of the, the temperature out there, what are people that you talk to, what are they sensing about the markets these days? Any new concerns, any old concerns? What are, what are people talking about? I think people are still on the defensive. Um, the old adage, the old, uh, theory of sell in May and go away. Is, has, has been a theme as of recent. People are reshuffling their portfolios. Um, yes, people are, are looking for growth in gains considering you look around, prices are still up even 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 though our governor of the Bank of Canada says that inflation is going down and it's going to go down to 3% by the end of the summer. People are seeing prices rise and costs rise, rents through the roof, right? We're seeing expenses. So everyone's making a shuffle. So you're looking for the yield. You're looking for where can I park my money that's safe? Number one is safety, and they're looking at precious metals as that ultimate safe haven. There's also the um, debt to GDP. Did you hear that about um, Canadian households being very, very indebted mm-hmm. overall? And uh, that that's not a good sign. That just shows there, that all of us Canadians are struggling with the the current state of inflation and, and the destruction of our currency. And really, the best way to, to hedge against that is to have a hard asset. Now, I would say one misconception, perhaps, about precious metals is that there would be an action-reaction. We always think that, well, if this is happening right here, then the counter-response should automatically be that gold goes to $5,000 overnight. That's not necessarily the case. But the longer you hold physical metals, the better... Uh, the results you see that they've achieved Mm -hmm. because gold and silver tend to perform in good times and bad times. That's right. And so it's the overall perspective in the portfolio. So um, obviously we've seen some pullbacks in the price this week. We've got an article from uh, one of the best analysts in the business, Peter Schiff. And I think you're going to want to stay tuned for that because he talks about the gold silver ratio Listeners of our show should be well-versed in the gold-silver ratio and what it means, but he talks about what happens when you see a large gold-silver ratio, such as what we're seeing right now in excess of 80 to 1. That means 80 ounces of silver to buy gold. But first, Jerry, let's talk about natural fancy color diamonds because we are seeing a resurgence in the color diamond market. Let's talk first about a recent auction because i think this kind of is a good segue into what's been happening in the color diamond market Um, as you know there was a sotheby's magnificent jewels auction recently and uh, bulgari's ultra rare laguna blue diamond sold 
for $25 million at this auction. Um, you wouldn't believe it, four minutes of a bidding war. That's it. That's mm -hmm. all it took. A four-minute bidding war, three telephone bidders, one showroom bidder, and that was it. An 11.6 carat, fancy, vivid blue, worn recently by Priyanka Chopra Jonas to the Met Gala, um, was uh, the last to take bids in the second, this was the sales second season, session, sorry, for the year. The ultra rare gem helped the auctioneer's Swiss outpost achieve its best magnificent jewels and noble jewels sales performance in five years. They sold a whopping 85 million in in jewels and more than half of the auctions 133 lots jerry sold above their high estimates according to sotheby's with nearly all lots selling for prices within or above estimates wow. so just on that i want to continue with the article but this just goes to show you that jewelry sales are continuing unabated and i truly believe personally that this is because it becomes a sound investment when you're talking about ways to protect wealth from what we're seeing with inflation and high energy prices. Mm -hmm. Yeah, sound investment and sound money, these are these are synonymous, right? When we're looking at these asset classes, we're looking firstly into hard assets. These are these are the assets that have stood the test of time. Generational wealth builders have been using natural fancy color diamonds for generations. And wow, 11, 11 carat, fancy vivid, this spells, this just equates to rarity. And in this market, it is the rarity that is the key attribute for why, uh, why money is piling and why they're bidding uh, bidding, you know, viciously for four minutes and having that closed after five minutes. Uh, what would be some of the reasons why someone would be looking into something like this, Jeremy? Why, why today, and why so quickly? What's going on? And uh, I mean, it's a beautiful stone, number one, with a, with an amazing story, but ultra rarity at its best here. Why would someone look at this market? Well, I think. First, if you look back to what we saw in the color diamond market between, say, 2005 to through 2015, this was something you saw constantly, which was huge auction records being broken, people putting tens of millions of dollars into single assets. And it's very clear that the very wealthy are, they see it as both an investment and something to be enjoyed. Mm -hmm. Now, it's not just a luxury product. It actually is a rarity, as you mentioned. Luxury can mean, can mean lots of things. But when I think of luxury, I, I think, eh, I can go into any high-end luxury store and buy the same thing anywhere around the world. It's about branding. It's about... Um, Subjection. Yeah, it's, it, it's about perceived value a lot of times when we're talking about luxury. But then, of course, you are also looking at, at, at quality too, right? There's a reason why a lot of these brands are so luxurious is because there's so much quality in, in, into it. But sometimes they're not so rare. When you look at a natural fancy color diamond, you are dealing with rarity. Now, to back to your question, though, I think the last up until 2023, I think the last four years, you had 2018, 19, you know, this was the peak of the everything bubble, people were buying digital assets, they were buying digital art, NFTs. They, you know, right. they they were rolling their crypto uh, digital assets into more digital assets. Um, you saw Rolex watches go up in value because hey, if you become a Bitcoin millionaire, what are you going to do? I'm, I would be buying multiple Rolex watches myself. 
Um, but you saw a lot of digi digitization of mm -hmm. assets, and they right. were going after that. And it was the peak everything bubble. Um, you know, there was no way to lose. Different if you were listening to the Real Money Show back then. We were talking about the sub, uh, not subprime crisis. We were talking about reverse repo crisis. <laughs> Remember true. that? We yeah. were discussing those things. And then you had a couple years where everything was locked down and you couldn't do anything. And then now we're dealing with the consequences of all of that currency creation and all of that debt creation. And people are starting to say, whoa, you know what? This is a great place to start parking money again. And as a result, you are seeing natural fancy colored diamonds start to curve upwards after a plateau for several years. So let's talk a little bit more about this because this is about assets overall and you are seeing a major segment of the market here starting to say, yes, tens of millions of dollars are worth spending mm -hmm. for these assets oh, because they are going to protect us for a very, very long time, whether it be 10, 15, 20 years or intergenerationally. Then we'll get into the metals market because that's super exciting right now as well. Very. Pullbacks are always a good thing. We recently had uh, you know, a jump up in silver up to 26. We had gold into the $2,100 range or into the high 2000. So to have these type of pullbacks is excellent. And we're going to talk more about where we see the market going after that. The number 18778 silver, the website guildhallwealth.com. More to come on The Real Money Show on AM640. You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment. Welcome back to The Real Money Show, the number one eight seven seven eight silver the website, guildhallwealth.com. In the last segment, we were just talking about the fact that a few years back, everything was about um, cheap money and digitization and the peak of the everything bubble. And now as that is starting to feel volatile and feel fragile, especially with some of these commercial banks going under, you start to think to yourself, hard assets are the way to go. Mm -hmm. Hard assets is what's really gonna keep me in this and is a great place for potential moving forward. And we're gonna talk about that for the precious metals market in just a few moments. But going back to this recent uh, Magnificent Jewels auction, Jerry, there were also a number of uniquely colored stones that sold for top dollar during the event as well. Uh, for example, there was um, a fancy intense pink, a fancy deep grayish blue. Um, there were prices going for like 11.8 million. There was a vivid yellow diamond ring that surpassed the million dollar mark, securing 1.3 million. And um, these are these were going for like 750,000 over estimate. Um, it just crazy, crazy numbers. Now, as far as this uh, this Laguna Blue Diamond from Bulgari, mm -hmm. it was created 50. 50 years ago, or cut 50 years ago for them. And uh, they said that, um, quote, it's been a privilege to witness the Bulgari Laguna Blues glamorous and exciting journey over the past few years. Knowing that it was created in 1970, Olivia Wagner, Sotheby's Geneva head of jewelry, said in a statement, the sale of the Laguna Blue tops the remarkable performance of magnificent jewels and noble jewels sales that saw exceptional colored gemstones, in particular emeralds and yellow diamonds, punch through their high estimates in such a spectacular fashion. There is no doubt that high quality, high jewelry can still command sky high prices. 
And when I think about that, I just, I think that every diamond comes with a story. Yes. And it's always great to hear about these, these stories like the Laguna Blue or the Whittle's Back Blue. Um, you hear about these stories that can go into hiding into a family for generations and then they come out and they go for these spectacular prices. And that's one of the things that we look for for um, people who are looking to own a natural fancy colored diamond is this is something that is going to be long-term wealth. It's going to feel like after you've held a diamond for 10, 15 years, you start to see where the prices have come from mm -hmm. and you start to get into a mode, I'm speaking from personal experience, where to sell it, what do you do after that? Mm -hmm. well, you can't you can't go back and buy what pay what you once paid. I say that all the so time. So you have to jump forward. So that's great if you can go from, you know, you had a fancy yellow and you move up to an intense yellow and you move up to a vivid yellow. Moving up is nice, like real estate. Mm -hmm. You start in your studio apartment, you move up to a two-bedroom and then to a house with a garage. That's great too. You could do that. But these are things that once you own them, it, it's tough to get rid of them because you know you're going to be naked mm -hmm. in the market. What are you going to do about that? That's right. right. Um but you start to see the gains and you just start to say, wow, this is just continuing to grow my wealth. Now, we talked about an auction that happened. Let's talk about an auction that's coming it's up. Coming up. Um, the big one. Yes. Um, the unveiling of a pink diamond um, in, in Dubai recently. There's a, a diamond going up for auction on June 8th in New York. And it's called the internal, the eternal pink. And it's a 23.78 carat um, it was 23.78 carats, sorry. Yes, in the rough. It was cut and polished by Diacor and today measures at 10.57. Can you imagine how much you cut off that, that rough weight to, to get it from 23.78 down to 10.57? What's the clarity? Does it state the clarity? What did it achieve? Internally flawless. Beautiful. 10 carat. Fancy, vivid, purplish pink diamond. Per carat estimate, 3.3 million is the largest such estimate ever placed on a diamond or gemstone, according to Sotheby's. Like, we are entering new territory when mm -hmm. it comes to colored diamonds. The auction house said the eternal pink is the most vivid pink diamond to come to market and is estimated to fetch in excess of $35 million. Mm -hmm. Again, you have to think about why would someone want to spend tens of millions of dollars on something so small? Mm -hmm because it's so rare, so incredibly rare, that it's just gonna continue to grow in value over the next uh, decades to come, really. And this is the strategy for diversification today, especially when we have debt being created and the, and the top headline for the, for the you know, ever since mid-May to now has been debt, debt ceilings and debt creation, where we've seen a rapid creation of, of debt over the last 16 years. The, the money, the currency printed, has been about 800%. So, of course, diversification into hard assets that something cannot be created out of thin air, maybe recut. But to have a hard asset, the whole point of a hard asset is to be decoupled and decorrelated, inversely correlated to the money printing and to the excesses and the bubbles. So when you have rarity that is this beautiful with the resources that we have today, thanks to the FCRF, with the Fancy Color Research Foundation, we have now have the resources to define what the experts and, and ateliers have been able to do for decades is define the rarity. How rare is rare? And thanks to the FCRF and the support that we have at Guildhall, we're able to put rarity and what we have in the inventory 
is amazing. We have these tools available. We take the guesswork out of and defining this for yourself. And this is something to put in the back of the safe and pass on generational wealth without the bureaucracy of our governments coming after every single tax dollar. This is the one way to round out your hard asset portfolio. You already have your gold. You have some silver. Now is the time to look at a natural fancy color diamond for your portfolio. And you don't need $28 million. You don't need it. <laughs> you do not need $28 million. <laughs> Uh, I would be remiss if I didn't talk about uh, one of the diamonds that we have right now. We have a 0.54, so it's just a little over half a carat. That's that's pretty big. Fancy purplish pink, VS2, cushion cut. Now, you mentioned the Fancy Color Research Foundation, so I ran the report on this 0.54 fancy purplish pink diamond. According to the Fancy Color Research Foundation, a mere 6 to 12 diamonds a year similar to this in quality and characteristics come to market globally globally six to twelve six to twelve that right there is yes rare. now ten years ago a diamond like this would have sold for twenty six twenty seven thousand maybe twenty eight thousand today it's selling for forty six that's that's in just under a decade so to go from 26 to 46 that's pretty good yeah outlay of just twenty six thousand. yeah and again you didn't you didn't have to pay 28 million you didn't have to get a mortgage (laughs) no no and that's a beautiful thing that's actually a beautiful thing about the market because there's no leverage in the market so because there's no leverage in the market it's a handshake market Mm -hmm. right um there's no leverage so so no bubbles you cannot have a leverage break. Oh, I've got to sell because I'm underwater on, I'm over leveraged, I'm underwater no on defaulting. my- No defaulting. And so that's one of the reasons why the market it ha- has very, very little, if any, volatility. That's, that's what I love about this market is, is that pink diamonds and natural fancy color yellow diamonds provide strong, stable growth and potential for long-term outsized gains. According to the art, uh, the, the Argyle, the diamond portfolio out of Australia, 11.2% growth since 2005. This outperforms gold, silver, their stock exchange in Australia. Shh, the don't, say market, don't say that. Don't say that. And just about any other asset. Protection from traditional financial markets. You want to get away from paper. These diamonds have been stable during pandemics as well. And also, not to mention, that 90% supply cut. The Argyle mine is responsible was responsible for 90% of the world's pink diamonds that's closed so this is the opportunity the window is still open guild hall has exactly what you're looking for we take the guesswork out of this market out of this um, out of this asset class what to look for you give us you give us a call we can show you what your budget is we'll put you in line with one of the best of the best whether it be a yellow whether it be a pink you're going to round out your hard asset portfolio for yourself and for your family's future. The number one eight seven seven eight silver the website, guildhallwealth.com. Coming up, what does Citigroup see the price of silver headed? I think you're going to be very surprised for the end of the year, given what we're seeing this week in the market, as well as what Peter Schiff is talking about in terms of the pullback in the market. And when you look at the at the silver gold ratio he put together something talking about what he sees every time we do see 
the ratio get very large. And we'll also see what Bloomberg macro strategist Simon White is talking about with regard to the destiny of the US dollar and how that will play into the prices of gold and silver. Much more to come here on The Real Money Show on AM640. You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment. Welcome back to The Real Money Show, the number one eight seven seven eight silver the website guildhallwealth.com. Remember, at Guildhall, we only deal in actual physical precious metals. If you want to acquire some physical precious metals, you can contact us directly on the number. You can go to the website. You can go to our e-store at guildhallpreciousmetals.com. We are going to combine those uh, websites, by the way, so it's just one one address. But great way to pick up a tube of maples, your first ounce of gold, maybe a 10-ounce bar of silver. Great way to get your feet wet start to understand what it's like to have some physical precious metals in your possession. And then we also offer depository storage, which we utilize Brinks. They're IROC approved. They're fully insured, underwritten by Lloyds of London. All accounts are fully allocated, fully segregated. Clients retain complete ownership of their precious metals. They've got access to go and personally audit their holdings. And the best part is, besides being fully secured and insured, liquidity is assured as well pick up the phone sell your metal if you need uh, you're on vacation and you see something happening in the market or you saw the perfect home you can just say hey i need to sell some metals and 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 uh and get some funds to work with then and this is still the most unique vehicle in the country is we offer physical precious metals in registered accounts held in a vault outside the banking system, but still you're holding it in your, your Lira, Lyft, RIF, TFSA, etc., where you own it directly. Name something in your registered account where you own something directly. Is there anything else besides this vehicle where you can hold an actual asset directly where you own it? You get a warehouse receipt. Mm-hmm. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. Everything in your registered account is an investment, which means there's a counterparty risk. This is not that. Mm -hmm. So I love it. I'm still jazzed about it. it. We've been doing it since 2000, I think officially since 2000, we started 2015. But I think officially we kind of got going in 2016. And it's still incredible. It's still unique. I love seeing um, continued people moving into the market and seeing that the amount of physical product we're pulling out of the market. Um, I do get a little excited to see how it's pull it, being pulled from these institutions as well. But, you know, look, people are voting with their pocketbooks. That's right. You know, we were just kind of talking off air about uh, the woke stuff that's happening. And I love the fact that people can vote with their pocketbooks. You don't like uh, you don't like certain programming. You can unsubscribe. You don't like Change a certain, channel. yeah. You don't like how a certain major store is what they're selling, um, and how they're falling down for or falling for ESG or woke policies. You can, I don't have to spend my money there. That's right. I, I can, can sell out. I can, I can unsubscribe and de-digitize my wealth. That's right. I can take my funds somewhere else. But if I if I don't like the banking policies or the fact that some of the banks are doing some financial institutions are doing woke stuff. I don't have to keep my money there. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I think people are still very concerned about the um, uh, from the Freedom Convoy when they blocked people's accounts. 
that's still there. People are still concerned about that. They, they've memory hold that to say, I know that this government can do that again. Mm-hmm. That they're willing to go that far. Even law enforcement. Uh, I was reading just yesterday, I believe, it was a, a police officer who decided to donate $50 to the convoy. And he's still feeling the repercussions today. And, and the lockdowns and the, and the I guess, the capital controls on, on bank accounts. So we are not impervious. We are not outside of that purview. If they want to get, a bank, the, our, get to our bank account for whatever reason, because everything is digital, they can do that. Because the money and the monetary system, the financials are sitting on that swift system, this very system that the that you know the the countries sanctioned Russia. They kicked them off the swift system, so they could not make their payments, global payments to their to creditors, etc. The, the weaponization of financing. Of the SWIFT system. That's correct. It's new economic. It's new economic warfare, and they're doing it to people now. Sanctions against people. Uh, you know. Times change if you choose to unsubscribe, and people are unsubscribing out of the old the old guard, the old banking system. People are taking their money out at a very rapid pace, um, and into this precious metals RSP. That I just wanted to take my hat off to Jeremy. He, you know, Jeremy and Paul put this together back in 2015. Um, people, you know, for the last you know Guildhall being in business for over 20 years now, uh, since 2002, people wanted the ability to. You know, I have this RSP. How do I get? How can I use my RSP money? Well, before you would have to go break your RSPs and withdraw that cash out, and then buy it and take it home, or put it in the vault, or a pool account, or a pool account, or some other type of uh, proxy that added uh, counterparty risk. Guildhall did not compromise. Guildhall put this together back in 2015, becoming the first dealer to put physical precious metals within an RSP. Number one. But number two, no compromise. We don't want to own the gold and gold and silver inside of a bank. That was the key here for me to be sold to this product. And ever since then, you can Google it. If this is the first time you've ever heard about you know physical precious metals in an RSP, there has been others. There's other dealers that jumped on board. But remember, we were the first ones to put that together, and we've become the largest RSP uh, precious metals experts and providers, hands down across Canada. So we appreciate the business over the last few years, the loyalty, and we're here to serve you with your RSPs and help you roll out of the traditional conventional risky stuff and into the physical, tangible, hard asset space. The number, one eight seven seven eight silver and the website, guildhallwealth.com. Give us a call. We'll walk you through. We'll show you how it works, and we'll help set up an account, help you with the transfer, get the product ready for you, and at the end of the day, you will own actual physical metal in an RSP held outside the banking system. Jerry, let's talk about where prices are headed. Peter Schiff put out an article. Well, actually, I should say Citigroup came out with a projection this past week talking about silver going to $30 within the next 6 to 12 months. Uh, Peter Schiff, one of the best analysts out there, wanted to um, get his thoughts on paper about it. And uh, I want to share that that article with our listeners today. Peter Schiff was mentioning that with silver in the 2350 range, I think we're in the low 23s right now, so off another uh, 40, 50 cents. This represents a possible 26%, 27% plus return if we can get to $30 within the next six to 12 months, which is actually remarkable if you think about it. Most people are not getting, you know, north of 20% in their portfolio. Now I'm a long-term guy, okay? Uh, 
full disclosure here. I don't care what the market does tomorrow. Mm -hmm. I don't care what it does in six months. I know where this is headed long term. I'm a guy who originally bought gold at $600 an ounce, 580 uh, an ounce. So I know the benefits long term. So the the day to day, week to week, six months, uh, it doesn't bother me. I'm I'm looking at where this heads long term. The next five years, you know, I believe gold's going to be trading north of three thousand, four thousand dollars an ounce. I know silver's going to eventually be a triple digit. So look, we're we're just talking about the day, mm -hmm. okay? Um, so uh, he. Peter Schiff goes on to say, we think recent price weaknesses offer a strong dip buying opportunity, reiterating our call for $30 an ounce silver over the next 6 to 12 months as U.S. growth rolls over, even if emerging markets growth stagnates. Silver is currently in a dip. The white metal is down almost 7% this month after cumulative gains of 20% over the past two months, and silver was about $26 at one point. So this is a good dip in the market. This is a good opportunity to be buying in on that. Uh, Citigroup analysts aren't buying the Federal Reserve's hawkish, hawkish posturing. They think interest rates will fall in the near future as a recession takes hold. And we are we have seen that, Jerry. The, the, the talk at the Fed, actually, I was asking you about that this morning. Uh, maybe we'll have to bring this into the next segment because I we were talking about this and you were mentioning to me that they... They're all, they're losing money at if they keep raising rates, and they're destroying the banking system while they do it. That's right. I mean the the cost to service the interest far exceeds the the budget for defense. So this is a massive undertaking to keep raising interest rates. You're shooting yourself in the foot. You're losing money for the first time. The central bank that is responsible for printing money to everywhere, you're now losing money. So. What is the point of the central bank? The target is on central banks today. The target is on what the Fed is doing and versus what they're saying. They're, they're sounding very hawkish, but groups like Citigroup uh, analysts are seeing right through the hawkish posturing. There's looking at the facts and the data. And the FOMC meeting minutes came out earlier this week, and I'm going to get into that a little later. Uh, but it reveals a lot of you know what we're what we are expecting. You know, gold is trading around 1950, uh, silver's down and around the lower 23s as you as you mentioned. As investors are awaiting clarity on this U.S. debt ceiling debacle, this drama and negotiations that are happening before June 1st, we'll see what happens and the likely path of Fed interest rates. So we're all kind of waiting and waiting, and as a result, we're seeing a little dip in the markets. But we're taking advantage. And definitely want you to take advantage of well. So give us a call, one eight seven seven eight silver the website, guildhallwealth.com. We'll be right back after this. You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment. Welcome back to The Real Money Show, the number one eight seven seven eight silver the website, guildhallwealth.com. Physical hard assets, they're going to protect, they're going to grow your wealth, they're going to increase your purchasing power. This is what we've seen over the last 20 years. Gold's up 400 and something percent, silver's up 400 and something percent. The If you go to goldprice.org and look at that chart that I show every single person that comes into the office, you look at how gold has performed over the last 15 years, you're looking at two down years in 15 years. That is not a volatile asset to be holding. That is an incredible asset to be holding when they're stealing wealth through inflation, they're stealing wealth through taxation, and they're printing all this money, Jerry. What, money? what do they need to tax people for? They just print it. Go print it. You pay. You do whatever you want. Stop stealing from me. 
Yeah, you don't. And need it's to not as me. though our tax dollars can 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 overcome what they're doing, right? It's like you're dealing with a with. Unfortunately, it feels like you're, you're dealing with someone who's a drug addict, and it doesn't matter how much money they take from you; you're, they're still going to take more. That's exactly it. They, they, it will never be enough. It will never be enough. Let's get back to where we see the prices headed, because. Again, this is an opportunity in the market. This is ultimately an opportunity. We're not going to sit here and be sad about what's happening. We're going to say, where's the opportunity in this? And how can, how can I take advantage and make and, and improve my, my stance in life at this juncture? So when we, when we talk about Citigroup not buying the BS from the Federal Reserve uh, hawkish posturing, and they're saying, yeah, we see silver could go up to $30. And that's nothing to where, it can, where it's going to ultimately go. But it's a good next step in the market. So we were talking about that article from Peter Schiff. He went on to say, we expect silver. So he expects silver should rally in anticipation of the fall in U.S. interest rates and real yields that will likely accompany an anticipated rollover in U.S. growth in the fourth quarter of 2022 or early, uh, which started in 2022 and or early 2024. This should weigh on the dollar and with cities economists expecting U.S. rates and the dollar to weaken further. I think that's the I think that's kind of a general broad stroke of what's mm -hmm. happening here is um, it's ironic anytime the dollar is gaining short term short term strength. Yeah. But ultimately, it's going to weaken and weaken and weaken. There's no other choice for yes. it for it ultimately. Um, Peter Schiff goes on in this article. Uh, I just kind of wanted to end it with this. Um, he goes on t in this article to look at the silver gold ratio, something we've talked about in the past. And what he did is he put a he put a chart together where what happens to the silver price performance every time after breaching eighty to one. So he goes back even as far as nineteen ninety, um, it went up forty four percent in the next thirty months after that. Then we go to two thousand two ish. It went up 75% 10, minute, 10 months after hitting that 80 to 1 ratio. I remember this, 2008. I remember we hit the 80 to 1 ratio, and then, it, and then silver went up over the next 12 months, 375% over the next uh, 30 months. Mm -hmm. Then we had um, 2016, which was an interesting year. It went up 36% in four months. March 2020... I remember where it hit 80 to, it was like nine. No, we hit 120 or something. Yeah. It was crazy. Really we went up 91% in five months from that low. And where are we today? We're in about the 84, 85 to one range. Where are we supposed to go from here? Look at the numbers. These numbers don't lie. He's not cherry picking this. This is literally every time it's gone over 80 to one ratio, you've got anywhere from 44%, 75%, 375%, 36%, 91%. So when we're looking at the price going to $30 an ounce, which is something like 27%, it's nothing. That's, an, it's very That's short nothing. Term. It could go to it could go to 34 and it shouldn't even make a difference on what we've seen in the past. Right. Considering these are, this is just technicals and, and, and moving with chart, chart patterns and positioning, that can take that can prolong we can see markets move pretty slowly and in lockstep with with um, with the US dollar but when you have geopolitical issues and concerns and potential outbreaks look we're having you know Russia and Belarus look at the geopolitical front that happened this week alone anything can really 
um, you know, cause metal markets to move higher. That move that we saw in March 2020 was all geopolitical, and we saw that market in, in silver move up very, very rapidly. So we're we, we're discounting these things, but the consensus around you know what we've seen very recently, um, you know, Citigroup uh, you brought up, Citigroup is seeing this you know this this market pullback to be very temporal, and they're looking at the hawkishness of the Fed and they're really examining it and, and kind of discounting it because no one's believing their hawkish tone anymore. And exactly what, what was ro- written this week, um, there was a writer, um, he's a macro, Bloomberg's macro strategist, Simon White, who commented after the FOMC this meeting, uh, this week. So the FOMC meeting minutes came out this week, Wednesday, and this is coming out of the CNBC shortly thereafter. Fed officials are less confident on the need for more rate hikes, exactly what Citigroup is saying. I mean, they said it with for themselves, and it's in their meeting minutes. So go through the meeting minutes and see, yes, they are less less confident, less hawkish. Um, they did cite persistent inflation, but they actually did remove some verbiage. Remember, these algorithms are looking and picking words, and they removed a key phrase, which was additional policy firming may be appropriate. Removed. Oh, they removed. So they took that out. So this is being seen now. The consensus is... You can't raise rates as much as you want to do it anymore. This is very U.S. dollar negative and very, very positive for precious metals going forward. But recently, people are con- concerned, okay, we had a little pullback in metals. So what? We say, so what? Who cares about price? But at the same time, you want to understand what's going on. So gold and silver's rally since November of last year has been in lockstep with the U.S. dollar. What's been going on with the U.S. dollar? They have an inverse correlation. However... Since the debt ceiling debacle and the drama that began around mid-May, some would argue actually counterintuitively because U.S. Treasuries treasuries that are being bid up because of the debt ceiling issue, you're you're going into U.S. Treasuries when it's a debt problem in the first place. Where in the world, which country is buying up U.S. Treasury, right? Bidding up this U.S. dollar, which is... Um, you know, supposedly this safe haven, according to the algorithms on the market, where when you have, you know, issues and there's issue, you know recession problems, the algorithm says to dump shares and to jump into U.S. Treasuries. But we know no one is buying U.S. Treasury. Not not a country is buying U.S. Treasury. So we had a writer by the name of Simon White, the macro strategist at Bloomberg. He wrote in the latest Fed fade the rally. The dollar's destiny is ultimately lower. Uh, the debt ceiling worries are is what is driving the U.S. dollar up for now. But real yields, the fiscal deficit, and structural overvaluation favor the medium-term downtrend remaining intact. So the U.S. dollars overall, he's saying basically once we get over this hump of this U.S. debt ceiling, whatever that is, we're going to see this, the same continuation of the U.S. dollar downtrend play out. So this is a very short-term window here, I believe. For acquiring these dips to get your metal in your hands, into your portfolio right now before this debt ceiling gets through as you have this opportunity because the real trends will continue. You know, you had Octavio Costa comment on on what Simon White was commenting on earlier. And the fact is, according to Octavio Costa, foreign holdings of U.S. Treasury just reached the lowest level in 19 years. So nobody is holding U.S. Treasury, except who's going to come to the rescue? The Federal Reserve. The Federal Reserve is that buyer of last resorts, and they're going to expand that debt ceiling, raise the roof. But we know this is very inflationary as they do this. 
the U.S. dollar demise is surely underway, and um, it's going to definitely pick up, Jeremy. The number, one eight seven seven eight silver the website, guildhallwealth.com. Nothing but good times ahead in the precious metals market and hard asset market. So give us a call, one eight seven seven eight silver and we're happy to talk to you about the precious metal and natural fancy color diamond markets. Thank you so much to everyone for listening this week. Can't wait to speak to you next week here on The Real Money Show on 640 Toronto. The preceding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment.